0: It's worth knowing what's really going on. This is the Atlanta Journal Constitution. Welcome to the ninth episode of our new podcast, Go Atlanta, from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. I'm the AJC's arts and entertainment editor, Shane Harrison. We're here every Thursday to introduce you to the most interesting people, places, and things to do in and around Atlanta.
1: I'm food, dining, and living editor, LaGaya Figueres, and this is the season to tell you about the most famous cake from Georgia.
2: I'm Rodney Ho, I cover entertainment, and I'm pro-canned cranberry sauce. We'll also
0: give you some ideas for holiday entertaining on this special holiday episode of Go Atlanta. This is the podcast to get you ready for the weekend. Please take a moment to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
3: Ocean breeze, tropical beach, pina colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see, do, and enjoy along the world's most famous beach. Daytona Beach, Florida. Beach on. Another day is here, and you're
2: ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: Let's talk turkey and all the other trimmings that come with Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. So, I first wanted to ask you both, what is your favorite Thanksgiving comfort food, Lagaya?
1: So, I am wholly in disagreement with Rodney Uh-oh. about canned cranberry. My favorite thing is actually a cranberry fig chutney that I make, and it—I'm sure not, it's delicious. It I'm, I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, I really, really love it, and but I just—I do want it with bread. I like scooping it with with bread uh-huh. or else it mixes you know with the stuffing a little bit right. you know stuff sort of just like all mixes together on the plate I'm all good with that but, oh yeah but, but cranberry fig chutney it's just really good
0: that sounds really delicious I'd never thought about adding figs to it but oh uh, my gosh I may yes
1: have to. I, you know what we do have the recipe on AJC.com I wrote about it a few years ago I I'll, I'll share it with you awesome it's so easy
0: yeah so Rodney your favorite Thanksgiving.
1: I mean, it trade. just
2: pairs off. I mean, cranberry sauce uh, from Ocean Spray. It's the dollar seventy nine little. Wait, uh, okay. Wonder. Do you
1: like the jellied stuff, or do you like the kind uh, the where stuff
2: that you... just comes out of the can? You know, and it's still. Then you have to and use a weird. knife
1: to like oh, you. It's molded in there, <laughs> yeah, and then you, you just... have to like shake it out sure. somehow. Yeah. It's
2: fine, just you like
0: know. spam.
1: Oh God,
0: exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's it, the rubbery texture and melts in your mouth, and it, it's comforting next to the turkey and the stuffing. It just works, so I'm I'm totally fine with it. It's a once a year. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, bit of culinary pleasure for me. I
1: I I host most of my adult married life. We have always hosted, and I won't deny people like Rodney their canned things. Right, I just it's I'm a yes and, so I'll give you your cans, and then I'll make something. I I don't have to
2: demand it. I mean, if you hand me your your uh, your mix, I'll I'll eat it too. So I'm not that picky.
1: So. <laughs> Shane what's
2: yours what's yours am I invited myself over right now my, oh
0: come on my favorite thing is the stuffing or as we used to call it dressing because it was usually outside the turkey and you know if it's in the turkey it's stuffing if it's outside the turkey it's dressing and that's always my favorite and I mean well, I do you I,
2: prefer that you prefer it outside you don't, do. you, don't, you don't need the turkey juices mixed no, up
0: no I mean because you know you can, you can get the broth you can make the broth if you want or you can Get it, and and I think that's fine. Uh, and you're gonna mix it with the turkey anyway. It's all gonna get there on the plate together. And I think that's fine. And it's interesting when I was growing up. You know, we had the the casserole dish with the dressing in it, and it it was much firmer then. And I loved it then. I, I adore it. And you know, now when I make it, it's it's not quite as firm. Uh, but I make a an apple uh, turkey sausage stuffing. Oh, that, that sounds good. It's Yum. delicious. It's it's great. Actually, the recipe was originally for um, a stuffed pumpkin. It's like the stuffing, you would put it in a pumpkin. I just left the pumpkin part out, and now I make this stuffing that used to go in a pumpkin. I believe it was a Tyler Florence recipe, and it's wonderful. It's great. I have to make it every year.
1: I think some of my favorite, whether you're going to call it you know, stuffing or, or dressing, is when you've got to start out with the cornbread. You know, you got to make your cornbread and then you're taking your cornbread and, you know, incorporating that into, you know, the funniest for me, it's political. For many years, I had to deal with both my mom and my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law will want the rice as part. She has her special Italian way of rice stuffing. Mm-hmm. my mom wants it nothing to do with that it's got to be the cornbread thing and like how can I please these two women like oh my so we just had to have both <laughs> just keep the peace man. so you
0: you really are all about yes and
1: oh yeah I mean I do not <laughs> want to hear which was more
2: popular among the family members ultimately which one was emptier at the end of the night oh
1: that's a good question no you know what I didn't even look I don't judge <laughs> I don't judge just give me a glass of freaking wine <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> leftovers are leftovers yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and no talking politics
0: yeah <laughs> that's that's always a good idea, I think, so yeah, yeah that hasn't gotten any easier in the recent years. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so Thanksgiving, uh, you know, enjoy your Thanksgiving day meal. Um, I know I will be. I actually have people coming over this time. So, I'm going to be making a turkey and and my dressing and uh, some other things. I'm actually hoping to throw in a curveball. I always try to throw in a curveball. Uh, yes, um, I what does think that's exactly. what I say. Yes, well, I am. Unexpected. That, yeah, like... something that's not traditionally Thanksgiving. I want to have all the traditional stuff. I have to have you know, all of that. And also,
1: people expect it but yeah. then you get to do a little bit of like uh, your own thing yeah right? just like try something new yeah you I think you definitely need to stick to the tried and true like it's sure. not necessarily the, the day to experiment with all sorts of new recipes no. I but did maybe that give once. like mm. one a go
0: yeah. yeah yeah I did that once that was a very bad idea it's like I, I, I did everything you that switched you know, everything up yeah oh, basically and how'd it, that go not well it was I mean it was fine there was nothing really wrong with it, but it just, it just felt wrong and it, <laughs> I, I, it just didn't work. So, you know, since then, I've done all the traditional stuff, but then I throw in something. It's usually something that I've discovered over the course of the year that I've made that was delicious and I want to share with people. Uh, uh, and what then, did you do last year? Do you remember? You know, I do not remember. Because yeah, it wasn't that year. memorable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes but, it works. Sometimes yeah, so, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, and this year, I want to try. Uh, I found this recipe for uh, Ukrainian cabbage rolls. Nice. That are absolutely delicious. It's a mix of, of beef and pork with rice. That sounds delicious. Absolutely, uh, and it's really, really good. Well,
1: I know that people are listening to this on Thanksgiving Day, so maybe it's like too late to decide to do you know something that we're giving them. But in um, last week's food section, we did a centerpiece story on some of the folks who are behind um, Johns Creek Bakery. It's called Seven Sisters Scones, but they are um, Lebanese, and so we shared what some of their Thanksgiving traditions are. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be, you know, making a turkey. But for them, some of the classics was to make these special meat pies, stuffed grape leaves, bulgur salad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of a fun time to also think just a little bit outside the box. Yeah. You don't have to necessarily just do all the standards.
0: Yeah. And that made me think of, uh, uh, there's a, a great little uh, bakery uh, they you'll often find them at farmer's markets around town, Galette, mm-hmm. and they do a terrific Thanksgiving scone. It's really good.
1: So savory scone?
0: Yeah, it's a savory scone, and it's absolutely delicious. Oh, that sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, it's like when they have it, I pick it up at the Avondale Farmer's Market, and it's, it's absolutely delicious.
1: I'm definitely going to be making day after leftover um, Thanksgiving-flavored crepes. Like, that's going to be the filling. Uh, I'm definitely doing that. And also, we're going to be having, folks can look at it in the, the, the food section today, is um, Thanksgiving nachos. So you're going to use all your huh. Thanksgiving leftovers to make nachos. Nice. Yes.
0: That sounds interesting. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is just make a sandwich with all of the stuff. You know, basically a, a Thanksgiving sandwich with
2: the gravy. With, yeah, and, oh, yeah. And a
0: little Stuffing. bit of cranberry sauce. I, I put it all on, on bread and it's absolutely delicious.
1: Perfect.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm doing the cheat and visiting a friend who's going to do Murphy's to go. So we're there's
1: (laughs) nothing wrong with takeout or anything. No, No, I'm
2: totally fine with that.
1: I think it's the best food holiday, and the intention is to be around people, find something to be grateful for. You know, don't put too. I think the one thing is that people put too much stock into the day. And then there can be like disappointment and stuff. So just chill out, everybody. Enjoy their company. Enjoy some decent food.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: And if you eat too much, take a good
4: nap.
0: (laughs) A nap is always good after a big meal like Uh, that for sure. And uh, it also, uh, this basically kicks off uh, the holiday season. So uh, I wanted to talk about what your favorite thing to do for the holiday season is.
1: For the holiday
0: season? Yeah, like, you know, entertainment-wise or, you know, just at home, whatever. What kind of thing? I mean, like, I'll start out by saying that uh, one thing that we love to do is go to the Atlanta Botanical Garden for their oh, holiday yeah, the light. The light shows great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's always wonderful. And it's, I, I don't know, it just it gets you in the mood. Even if you, because oftentimes I find I'm so busy or whatever, and I don't feel like it's the holiday season. Yeah. And I need something to. To boost that, to to give me the 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 kickstart to get into that, and I think that the the botanical gardens light show does that.
1: I really enjoy cooking with what we think of as some holiday ingredients, and so I love spending. I love it when my kitchen is smelling terrific. You know, there is there's just like some, baking wise, all of those warm spices gingerbread type things or cookies or whatever i just i have a good time it gets me in the season and actually the tradition that i had growing up was we always put our christmas tree up the day after thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and i've tried more or less to continue that tradition and that's kind of fun
0: yeah Yeah.
2: i take my daughter's stone mountain christmas and you know the train ride they add christmas carols you sing along to the christmas carols on the train which i always find fun.
1: Oh, that is sounding good. I I have my in-laws in, so maybe we can get on a train and do
0: that.
2: Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's like all stuff
0: that that will help you get into the spirit of the season, I think. It's because, you know, sometimes I I think as kids, it's really easy to to get into the spirit because you're excited about Santa coming and and all of that and presents and yeah, but as you get older, it's like life kind of gets in the way of the fun. So That's right.
1: And we try to turn on, you know, Christmassy music.
0: Yeah. Yep. That helps as well, for sure. Speaking of the Christmas season, one of the things that uh, is is kind of divisive, I believe. uh, (laughs) There are people
2: you don't believe it; it's true. It is true. It
0: (laughs) is true. Uh, There are uh, there are people who love it. There are people who hate it, but it's here, and uh,
2: the guy is going to talk about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, we're talking about fruitcake, everybody. Okay, so Rodney, do you, what's your take? I, uh, I thumbs up ha- or thumbs down I'm fruitcake?
2: Thumbs up w- slightly. Like, I'll, I'll eat a piece once a year is fine. It's not something I... Like, you can't give me a massive log. I'm not going to be able to finish it. I can yeah. eat, like, one <laughs> got piece.
1: got All right, Shane?
0: I love fruitcake. It's one of my favorite things.
1: So I have a present for you guys. Um. Y- for those who are listening visual you, props you on a podcast are great props, <laughs> i'm giving them something called a Clax snacks which comes from claxton fruitcake the company, perfect size for me world famous and claxton fruitcake company the bakery is in claxton georgia
2: how far is that from atlanta where is that exactly okay
1: so it is in middle georgia it's n- Wait, it's not too far away from another food-famous city, Vidalia, actually. Okay, cool. Um, but it's it's really not too far off of um, I-16, just south of I-16. I don't know, maybe it's like about an hour from Savannah, Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Um, so the reason that I visited them—I'm just getting back from a visit that was really fun—is um, because they— consider themselves to be the fruitcake capital of the world.
2: Do they have competition? I'm sure they do.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you Uh about that. We're going to get to it. But um, So they've been around for quite some time and uh, when I stopped in, I spoke with Dale Parker and his father, Albert Parker, purchased the business from the original owner um, back in 1945. But here, let's listen to a snippet about the origins of, of Claxton Bakery.
4: The original owner of the bakery was a gentleman by the name of Mr. Savino Toast. He came to the United States in around 1907 uh, from Italy, settled in New York City, uh, was a pastry maker by trade, and uh, uh, heard of a job opening at an ice cream plant in Macon, Georgia. So he traveled down to Macon, got a job there. Unfortunately, that business melted on him at the ice cream place, so uh, he had gotten on a train and came through a small town in Claxton, which at the time was just a, a very small agricultural farming community. And uh, he, he liked the fact that the, the town folks were real friendly and that there was no bake shop. So he opened up a small bakery. One of the items that he made that was very popular during the holidays was fruitcake. And, uh, My dad uh, went to work for Mr. Toast when my dad was about 11 years old. He came in and worked before school, after school. Those were tough times back then in the late 20s because of depression years. And um, so my dad wound up purchasing the business in 1945. Mr. Toast was uh, up in years and retired.
1: Yeah, so isn't it kind of interesting? It's actually an Italian baker, but I love how it was like... Welp, I don't have my job in making melted. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, well, it's interesting. I would never have thought. It was somehow had some Italian origin. And
1: actually, we did have a little bit of discussion about where this recipe comes from because it's not your typical English recipe. He does think that there is going to be some, that it's, I mean, it's pound cake plus, you know, all of the fruits and nuts. And the the fruit and nuts actually are uh, by weight comprise 70% of the loaf. So, folks who know Panettone. Yeah. Right. But that's a lot lighter, but it's still going to be, you know, studded with fruit and that kind of thing. But anyway, there, while he doesn't know all of the backstory on the recipe itself, and they still follow it mostly. It does have an Italian influence, but I have to tell you something else. I mean, the whole thing is fascinating. So across the street from the bakery that's on Main Street there, there's a water tower that proclaims Claxton as the fruitcake capital of the world. And Rodney was asking, it, what, aren't there other places? Is there competition? So I asked Dale about it because Claxton is not the only city in the United States to make that claim. So this is what Dale Parker told me.
4: Both kind of lay that claim to fame. Uh, uh, you probably, or you may be familiar with College Street Bakery, and they're located out in Corsicana, Texas. Great family-operated company, and uh, they make a they make a great fruitcake, uh, and and they sell most of theirs basically retail, mail order, and uh, and so I think Corsicana, they say, we're the fruitcake capital of the world. We make that claim, too. (laughs) So
1: he never I'm like, how can you both make the claim? And it turns out they're both family owned. They've both been around for about the same amount of time, like really, you know, well over 100 years. And they're friends, like they apparently call each other and bat around ideas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And do you guys know Corsicana, Rodney, you would because of your beat. What else do we know about Corsicana, Texas? Corsicana. Home uh, of I, Navarro I'm College Cheer. Did you watch Cheer, that whole series, the Cheer oh, thing on okay. Netflix? Barely, I, didn't, okay, I did not so watch it. Okay, so that's Corsicana, too. Anyway, that company's called Collins Street Bakery. Hmm. Yeah. So the last thing that we talked about was a lot of prominent people have eaten their fruitcake through the years. And uh, let's listen to what he tells me about some of the most famous people to have bitten into uh, Claxton
4: fruitcake. When President Carter was in office, uh, we said, I'll give their fruitcake up to the wire. Actually, when uh, when Lyndon Johnson was president, uh, one of the assistant directors of the FBI was a gentleman by the name of Cartha Deloach, who was from Claxton. He was assistant director of the FBI For gander Hoover. Mr. Deloach had given Mr. Hoover some fruitcakes, and he, so he ordered several.
1: By the way, they have a framed letter from Hoover huh. thanking him for the
0: fruitcake.
1: <laughs> and also, Dale himself, when he was younger, he, would, uh, he even hand gave it to uh, Mickey Mantle.
0: Oh wow! I know, oh. so
1: fun. But he said that his dad said that all oh, my customers are famous. His dad always kept the piece. So, so yes. So fruitcake—that we have a pretty big story going into into the the paper. Folks will be able to see it online um, now. But if they want to check it out in Sunday's edition, they can read all about Claxton fruitcake. And
2: since this is a podcast, I want to at least sample this please, right now. Please. <laughs>
1: what do you it's
2: think? It's excellent. It's really good. Well, wow. yeah. yeah yeah you
1: know they have so many variations too at this point they have a chocolate and robed yeah fruit cake that's really good they're yeah. just little nuggets oh they're
0: delicious i i just tried one before we started and it is
2: awesome yeah, one and a half ounces. That's just the right I amount.
1: I know. So this clack snack thing, they only started it just a couple of years ago, but they're individually packaged. I think they have what twenty of them come in like this little case thing. Perfect. So if you if you're the only one who likes fruitcake in your family, you can just take that out one at a time and enjoy it. So.
0: And Where it lasts can... well into twenty twenty three, it says on the back.
1: Oh my God. Fruitcake will last forever. <laughs> it's yeah, like it hard a... tack.
0: Yeah, it has yeah, it has a date of uh, uh May of twenty twenty three on the back of this one. Um so yeah, you can enjoy it for months to come. Um and I love on the front it says the choice of millions since nineteen ten. There you go. <laughs> so for fruitcake lovers, it's it's a great way to go. And for those who hate it, uh, you know, I I just don't get that. But, you know, to each their own. That's right. (laughs) This is Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
3: Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. An air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com.
0: We're back on Go Atlanta from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and uh, we're going to talk about some more ways uh, that will help you get through your holiday season, Uh, and one of those is uh, a list of cookbooks that you can give as gifts.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think uh, we're in the the moment where people are like, oh, who, what am I going to get for so and so? We're all maybe thinking about shopping and that kind of stuff. And for for people who enjoy um, home cooking, uh, we've been doing this for a number of years now. But you know, it's basically a list of some of our favorite cookbooks from uh, from the year that, and the, the ones that we really think would make terrific gifts. And so Susan Puckett, who is our cookbook reviewer, wrote this one, and we kind of try to chunk it into some themes, right? So there's some a section on um, if you're just you know a basic for beginner type thing, um, maybe you somebody who is now living on their own or whatnot, or, or just even living on their own after you know some some time. Um, crowd pleasers. We've got a bunch on baking. There's always baking stuff. Some new fresh takes on soul food, and then all sorts of you know comfort food titles. But these are coming. The origins of the cuisine is actually um, there's a really cool one from uh, on Italian. There's one that's Puerto Rican diaspora. And I know there's one that's um, Ukrainian. So, yeah, so folks should be looking for that. That's already online and it'll be again in um, Sunday's print edition.
0: Great. And I also want to mention that we'll have other gift guides as well. We have at least 10 of them coming. Actually, I think even more than that over the next few weeks. Among those, uh, we'll We'll talk about—the first one, I believe, is for Advent calendars. Uh, We'll talk about board games. We'll also have a story on the hottest toys for the season.
1: Oh, I wonder what the hot toys are. Well, Rodney, you've got a young daughter. What's on the list?
2: Yeah, I I don't think she listens to the podcast, so— Probably a Nintendo Switch is probably what I'm looking at now, which is the game console. Mm. Mm. Yeah, a little yeah. pricey, but we'll see.
0: <laughs> and speaking of pricey, we will also tell you about inexpensive gifts that uh, you can get as well. Well, we are in
1: a recession, right? That's right? Inflation and all.
0: Right, and and just a few days before Christmas, we'll tell you about last minute gifts you can get, so that uh, you know those of you who are procrastinating uh, can still (laughs) manage to get that last minute gift. And we also wanted to talk about a little bit about holiday entertaining because you'll have a story on that as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. Folks should look forward in the next couple um, editions of the food section. Some of the food and drink recipes that we have coming are geared toward holiday entertaining. One of those stories is going to be surrounding a new cookbook by a fellow named Alex Hitz, H-I-T-Z, and that's called Occasions to Celebrate. And so there's going to be some really fun you know i type mm, small bites right and some cocktail recipes and then the following week we're going to do some kind of similar but this time focus on um savory baked bites so think stuff that you can serve as an hors d'oeuvre and stuff like that but they're all savory i mean it's fun to be i think it's fun to be baking in the kitchen during this time of year and anything that you can make ahead too is terrific so yeah so those are just a few of them and of course i'm I'm talking about you know these are food centerpiece stories but most of our columns are also going to be thinking holiday wise and not just for christmas but for all of the big holidays you know during that fall into this month
0: yep And uh, we also wanted to mention that there are holiday bars that are popping up around town
1: so many. Yeah, th- there will be a long list. You and I were talking earlier, Shane, that you mentioned um, SOS Tiki Bar yep. is one of the places you like to I go to cater, right? So that, of course, be on the list. And I mentioned to you Miracle Bar, and that's coming back again, Miracle Bar Atlanta this year. It's been around for a few years. It's been at different locations, um, but it's back at top in Midtown Promenade this year. There's the um, Biltong Bar at the Ponce City Market it has their blitzing Room. There's a bunch of spots up in alpharetta and um let's see alvalon halcyon there's a christmas carol pop-up at marietta restaurant called hamp and harry's so the, there's quite a long list and it's going to be throughout the metro area when you so say if,
2: a christmas carol pop-up Does that what is that you have to sing to get so your supper the, or something the, or? well it's
1: offering cocktails and decor that's inspired by charles dickens's christmas carol
2: oh gotcha ah, okay. okay
0: that makes sense yes, yes. Well, we'll have we'll have that and lots more in the coming weeks. Uh, in the living section, in the food section, we'll have holiday things you can do in the Go Guide. Basically, uh, you'll be able to plan and and learn ways to enjoy your holiday uh, through the AJC and at AJC.com as always. And uh, one other thing I wanted to mention that. Uh, Rodney has been uh, working on. He's going to talk to uh, Phil Rosenthal, who's coming to town, right?
2: Yeah, he uh, he's done. Uh, he was the uh, pr- executive producer for Everybody Loves Raymond, but he decided, and he's just a, a fan of food. He's not like a a chef or anything, but he started a show in 2018 on Netflix called Somebody Feed Phil, and he you know goes around the world just sampling different foods. And I think he's such an animated lover of food i mean you, you know whenever he eats something that he really likes his eyes bug out it's just hilarious he's just funny to watch and i think six seasons in the show just became kind of a surprise netflix hit uh so he's coming to atlanta on december 3rd i guess to talk about his you know his travels and his experience and you know i, I think he's just such a fun character which is why I, hopefully people will show up at bucket theater yeah
0: awesome so you, you'll be talking to him we'll yes. have a story about that in advance of phil rosenthal's appearance here on december 3rd and i also wanted to mention some other things Uh, our recent and future go guides of course are focusing on uh, planning your holiday entertainment Uh, last week we offered a roundup of holiday parades and festivals and this week we'll tell you about holiday light shows which happen all over town stone mountain has it uh, so many different places where you can go and visit to see the holiday lights in and around Atlanta. Then after that, we'll do some holiday theater offerings. And in the Sunday Living and Arts section on December 4th, uh, we'll bring you a look at holiday concerts that are happening throughout the month. And that same week, we'll also mark Veterans Day with an interview with a guy who was actually nearby at Pearl Harbor. He, uh, he wasn't there when the bombing happened, but... Uh, He was nearby and uh, saw the immediate aftermath of the bombing at Pearl Harbor. And there aren't a lot of those World War II veterans still around. So I think it's going to be a really fascinating story. So uh, look for that in the Sunday Living and Arts section on December 4th. And now it's time for our Pet of the Week. Snugs is one-year-old, weighs 46 pounds, and is looking for someone he can snuggle with. Full of puppy energy, he's happy, friendly, excited, and playful. He takes treats gently and has the cutest smile. What's not to love? Meet Snugs and see if this is the pup you can snuggle with today at DeKalb County Animal Services at 3280 Chamblee Dunwoody Road in Chamblee or email adoption at Services.com. and you'll find a photo of Snugs and a link to his shelter profile on the story page for this podcast at AJC.com. Thanks for listening to Go Atlanta. We release new episodes every Thursday morning to keep you in the loop of all the great things Atlanta has to offer, whether it involves planning an outing or just giving you something to talk about with friends and family. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more things to do in and around Atlanta, go to AJC.com. Thanks as always to Rodney Ho.
2: I still have some fruitcake left to eat.
0: (laughs) And to Lakaya Figueres.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
0: I'm Shane Harrison. Thanks for listening to our brand new podcast, and we'll talk to you again next week for more ways to go Atlanta.
2: Good stuff.
3: Ocean Breeze. Tropical beach. Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet